Welcome to the Software Lifecycle Stories podcast. We bring you stories of what worked and sometimes what did not in the course of discovering, designing, developing, delivering and using software-based solutions as shared by practitioners who went through these situations. conversation, Gayatri shares some of the softer aspects related to transitioning large projects and programs. Then she talks about the personal transformation that she had to go through in helping teams transform their delivery practices. She also shares the concept of work-life balance and how as a woman she has been able to do it and a personal appraisal system that she tried at home. Hi Gayatri, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for agreeing to be the guest. And I'm sure uh, we have a lot of things to share even though I've known you for a while. I'm sure there are a lot of stories that I haven't heard yet. So, which should be definitely interesting for our listeners also. So, as usual, you can start with introducing yourself to the guests because you can do that best. Yeah. Sure. Thank you so much for inviting uh, to this uh, channel and this is my first uh, podcast uh, that I am doing and uh, I am super excited to be part of it and uh, I am Gayatri, uh, also referred as G3. It uh, flows easier on, um, on non-native uh, speakers uh, of India and um, I have been with this uh, software industry for uh, 20 years plus now and uh, been with various uh, large organizations software organization started as a C++ developer and then moved to Java as that was the in thing to do um, and uh, uh, between uh, US and uh, India I kept traveling and then moved to managerial positions more around some project management and at that point in time transition management was a big thing where we were transitioning a huge amount number of applications into uh, into our company and uh, I did that and portfolio management was a big thing. So those things I did. And then when I came back to India uh, from Chicago, and then I started uh, becoming a, getting involved in the sales function of it, mm-hmm. pre-sales function okay. of it. It used to be called Leap, large deals uh, kind of a okay. development, get down, got a handle of that. And then moved to delivery uh, mm-hmm. for a um, for not so great, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's a very completely a successful transformation story, but that was a major transformation personally okay. to me. And then that made me move towards more agile. And now I'm an agile coach with uh, PM Power Consulting. Okay. So I've been a coach for more than four years and uh, three years of it is with uh, PM Power Consulting, being uh, purely managing the transformation and being coaching. So... And it's been a very eventful journey, I would say, so far. Interesting. Um, see, I want to particularly uh, explore your transition management a little more. Uh, that is not something that uh, everybody in the industry gets an opportunity to do, particularly managing large transitions. Yeah. Now, while we say software is software and then a machine is machine, moving from one machine to another and all that, Yeah. Uh, what were some of the typical or large challenges that are associated with the transition. Okay, um, I think um, this is uh, back in uh, 2005. 
uh, 2004 um, we had my company had won a very uh, at that point in time it was a landmark deal it was mm-hmm. like closer to 500 million dollars wow. in 5 mm-hmm. years right mm-hmm. and um, uh, while um, agile was not very well known at that point at that point in time when we were trying to do that itself we called it waves so mm-hmm. smaller waves and within that waves creating a, a small uh, applications and and uh, small lot of applications were kind of grouped okay. based on uh, it, it used to call something called portfolio okay portfolio is nothing but you know a, um, a bigger affinity mm-hmm. to systems okay so the what uh, the we had done is uh, there was a, a about 3 uh, weeks of due diligence was done to understand the systems if um, uh, a large enterprise is there one of the big things that happens is uh, you get used to doing what you're doing and mm-hmm. uh, only when such a big change comes the uh, you kind of you know say you start having an inventory of it so right. you, you, you'll not believe there was no yeah. inventory at all yeah. so it was it took 3 weeks to kind of get an inventory of all the applications and then they understood that they had 400 odd applications oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, which was managed by 450 people Uh-huh. and um, some of them were bau and some of them were uh, keeping the lights on okay. so, um, uh, and uh, they were also some of them were changed the business so kind of created that portfolio big challenges i would say is one was the skill sets mm-hmm. um, given that uh, there were uh, more than 30 years they were in the in the business in the industry mm-hmm. uh, being a young company getting that kind of a deep skill sets was okay. extremely hard and also not just that uh, now the uh, we keep calling that e shaped engineer t shaped engineer right mm-hmm. at that point in time it was not that okay. if, if a person is a java engineer that person was yeah. only java java <laughs> that, that person will not know informatica they will not know yeah. all the other technologies right so maybe that's why they had one person per application per application <laughs> <laughs> so it, when uh, the contract was uh, written out uh, the contract was uh, was based on the number of incidents okay uh, the whole volume game was based uh-huh. on incidents so if you have a uh, have a volume game based on incidents you don't look at the varying yeah, technologies varying skills that was the biggest uh, thing that um, mm. challenge that we kind of encountered okay. and the way that uh, was a very ingenious what we said is we created a portfolio of people mm-hmm. so uh, some people will know will be deeper into one technology and okay. so uh, at that point in time that cross functional model of working mm-hmm. was at a portfolio level okay. see rather than saying okay everybody knows everything was a and we kind of created that at a later point in time but mm-hmm. we said no we will rather than <laughs> saying okay we are we'll go and recruit somebody who knows this and that and okay. this we yeah. said no we will do that mm-hmm. i think and the next big challenge was uh, the um, getting that kind of a knowledge mm-hmm. in a 3 month period mm-hmm. so we created yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a structure called uh, you know uh, primary um, knowledge transfer secondary knowledge transfer and then we also have had something called primary support and secondary support what we said mm-hmm. is you know we will shadow that person who is okay. going to take over and then giving it and uh, while it will it looks very jassy on paper it was extremely hard mm-hmm. because these are jobs that you're talking yeah. about if a person is giving knowledge to another person it it doesn't mean that that person is going to be employed mm-hmm. so the worst part was uh, the human part of it they had completely ignored they did okay. they said we will take care of it later because mm-hmm. the uh the check or the bonus of the cio mm-hmm. was dependent on this transition going out on time okay. so uh, he was only focused on getting the transition, transition smooth he didn't yeah. look at the human part of it so 
So then, uh, as a change manager or transition manager, we help him carve out, mm-hmm. saying that no, give the information. I think mm-hmm. it is important for understanding whether you are going to be with the organization mm-hmm. or not, so that people can plan mm-hmm. for it. So once that happened, and they also understood that we were trying to help them, okay. it uh, the transition became lot more smoother. Okay. I wouldn't still say that it was completely smooth in terms of incidents, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, with a if let's say three years experienced person. I mean, they get a call that the whole tra- whole banking transaction is not going out in the middle of the night, one o'clock. We are not adaptable. <laughs> so, a lot of times, they, we have had people who have put their phone on silent, and okay. so a lot of those coaching, training, mentoring, and all yeah. happened. But they, those were easier to manage hmm. because there was enthusiasm to mm-hmm. uh, to do the right thing, and okay. I think those were things that we lot of small small lessons we learnt later, but. those were smaller challenges to come up with mm. compared to the skills and the actual uh, technology uh, people part of it yeah very interesting so particularly this uh, challenge which i have heard from others also is the getting the support of the people from whom you are actually taking over exactly um, so are there instances where uh, whether yourself or in your team wherever where initially probably there was a very cold kind of a relationship but uh, through the transition you actually become good friends that i want to talk about one um, one particular person who was a russian origin person he uh, he actually felt that his job is on uh, fire mm-hmm. i was saying yeah. see mm-hmm. first uh, it took uh, first month Well, uh, during the transition, he said, uh, "Read this document." It was very friendly outward, mm-hmm. but when you actually go and see the system, this system and the no- document was not correlating. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> and the worst part was getting access in a in a financial organization is very very hard. Mm-hmm. So you you find you don't know what you don't know. So you it's like a you know huge matrix. Uh, you go into one door you open it and you find that there are three more doors so you see it keeps on changing so uh, it was very uh, it was not outwardly hostile mm-hmm. but uh, you know there are uh, things that are unsaid yeah. so once uh, he found out that he is going to become an architect okay. and he is going to be retained into uh-huh. the system uh, to okay. manage the change he realized that unless i he helps this team of eight people mm. become successful he doesn't have right. to take the late night calls yeah he's yeah. Uh, um this is of course this is over a over a multiple conversations he realized yeah. that he has to make this successful Success. i think yeah. once he realized that if it is in his interest mm. to make it successful mm. uh we found that uh, transformation happened uh-huh. very very quickly he said okay try this try this try this it's yeah. a lot more easier i think i found that very good mm-hmm. uh, another transformation that i found was uh, there was a in a in a another group called cash there uh, even if uh, and it was other way around they the, they were not getting going to be retained at least that's what was the initial uh, gut so we could not finish it in 3 months mm-hmm. so we said not this is not something that we can yeah. do it so we actually did it a complete code we uh, did a refactoring or the whole code looked at it rather than dependent depending on others mm-hmm. and uh and then they actually started seeing us taking the calls okay. taking the it was called uh, incidents that point mm-hmm. incidents problem tickets and everything right then they said okay uh, it's okay to give them some part of it mm-hmm. so we kind of you know started coexisting mm-hmm. it's not no longer that you know 
company this and and the internal employees we said no we'll do coexist okay. and, um, and some of the repetitive tasks came to us okay. and, and it it is hard mm. but uh, transition yeah. is always hard, hard. <laughs> and migration transition both are extremely hard uh, mm. hard things to do but sometimes you have to do it to go to the next level yeah. <laughs> so the uh, complement of what you spoke now uh, what you did mention that no the team members mm. would uh, put their phones on silent and things like that uh, one common uh, hesitation that i hear from most developers particularly those who are in the early stages of career is that they always want to work on the latest technology right so how did you address aspects to get the team to actually uh, deliver on whatever technologies you took over so uh, the a uh, good part about uh, this is uh, we had mainframe uh, uh, anything right now these days uh, anything with respect to java is a legacy and uh, We, you you have uh, you, you if you're working in scalar and cloud it's a uh, latest so at that point in time it was uh, java versus uh, mainframe and mainframe was thankfully the base of mainframe was very less mm-hmm. it was about 30% of the mainframe one and um, the organization that i was working for used to have specific training for the mainframe folks and uh, the good part about them is the at that point in time that in incentive was if you know this technology you are likely to be placed in a onshore however so that that was a that was a big thing so mm-hmm. it kind of give they gave them motivation that hey if you do this i'll get a you know a different kind of a you know yeah. promotions and mm-hmm. all of that so, and uh, people were also not not rubbing it and saying that hey this is not latest okay. sometimes those are the bigger problems not mm-hmm. necessarily the work mm-hmm. in itself mm-hmm. because uh, if you look at it their work mainframe they were actually handling um, tons of millions of data mm-hmm. even a small mistake has a huge effect yeah. so uh, while java used they used to be more of a front end application mm-hmm. while it may look cool and jassy mm-hmm. but the complexity was lot lesser yeah. okay so sometimes you have to just say which part is the more complex one and help them realize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the reason why mainframe is uh, and still is actually after 20 years it's still very mm-hmm. popular is because of its data processing um, capabilities right okay. so i think that's how we kept them motivated and uh, on point okay so um yeah i'm probably jumping back and forth in time yeah. uh, when you engage with mm-hmm. teams in your agile coaching mm-hmm. in a way is that also transition management in terms of the mindsets of people yeah uh, i i used to think like that uh-huh. now i now i have become a uh, you know model of saying it's a two levels of transformation has to happen mm-hmm. you are you are not tra- i mean transition is from one person to another this is transformation is you are actually changing within mm-hmm. the carol dweck actually talks mm-hmm. about a mindset right uh, mm-hmm. in a mindset you can have a learning mindset or a fixed mindset mm-hmm. see the, you have to literally have to have a shift mm-hmm. from a you know fixed mindset mm-hmm. to a learning mindset or a i think that kind of a mindset transformation has to happen mm-hmm. and it has to happen in two levels one mm-hmm. is the personal level Yeah. so to say okay i have to learn for me to even be successful that I have to learn mm-hmm. and as a group mm-hmm. i mean because uh, none in agile coaching one of the things that is biggest thing is the change doesn't happen if only one person changes mm-hmm. it has to happen everybody changes yeah. because um, i have seen uh, teams 
who go two steps forward mm-hmm. and three steps back oh, because okay. if um, either a uh, leadership comes and gives some anti patterns mm-hmm. um, like uh, let's say saying you know you and there, there is a uh, sprint planning would have happened and now say no no i need a three or four more things to happen okay. so how much ever commitment we talk about mm-hmm. if you have such outwardly anti patterns that mm-hmm. keep coming uh, then you are actually going back so mm-hmm. that kind of a that entire ecosystem or the group level transformation is also another thing that that i keep watching for because mm-hmm. what happens is if you it can't it it cannot coexist in an island yeah. it's a it's a continuum right. <laughs> and right. it's very hard to see but uh, when you observe mm-hmm. of course as agile coach uh, 80% of the time what you do is you observe mm-hmm. <laughs> so you observe and yeah. you notes you take notes and understand how they are all working and then explain to them Uh, many times uh, i have seen people um, very are very surprised mm-hmm. that uh, such small changes are being noted okay and um, and moment they understand that they have not really intentionally doing it without their mm-hmm. own you know subconsciously they have been doing it uh, and they start understanding or mm-hmm. being bringing that awareness into them mm-hmm. uh, many times i have actually been a being a coach is very uh, you don't actually ask them to do some change um, i keep talking about transformation that happens right most of the time i don't do anything i just bring awareness to them okay once you bring that awareness to them a lot of the change happens automatically mm. it's almost you know um, it's like breathing air okay. it just happens okay nice so uh, you spoke about transition and transformation <laughs> transition of people person to person or as a project yeah. and uh, the transformation in teams but having been a maker yourself or an individual contributor then being a manager who had a team and all that now that you are a coach yeah what has been your own personal journey of transformation not transition this is a very good question uh, in fact uh, the whole uh, change happened when uh, I, I didn't realize that, uh, and, uh, that during the change that happened. But now, when I often start coaching, I tell the story. Uh, so sometimes um, coaches are considered the, you know, superheroes and not mm-hmm. necessarily something that we have never done yeah. flaws. So I tell them that all of us have flaws, and it's a. Uh, this is a few years back, almost seven, eight years back, and. i was um, leading a very large program we had about 120 people okay. with uh, 40 people on shore and the rest of them developers and testers at uh, offshore and we had uh, uh, you know 40 people on shore and uh, mm-hmm. rest of them at uh, offshore and we also had a uh, the client in uh, in in chennai okay. so what had happened is um, we were also doing one of the coolest program in the whole business unit because okay. most of the other units were doing maintenance while this oh, was okay. a big uh, development, development program uh-huh. and uh, it also had a nicer way of saying okay from a 12 12 step process to a three step process okay. at that point point in time it was not called machine learning mm-hmm. but it was like a lot of it was intelligence added okay. into the system it was a very a cool thing mm-hmm. so when i when i got onboarded there's lots of eyes on me and mm-hmm. like, oh cool great let's get started and stuff uh, i never questioned the whole process okay. and i got in and they they said oh you know what this is a um, this is agile program mm-hmm. and um, uh, agile 
is a uh, different iterations are happening mm-hmm. and the first iteration is going to be 6 weeks okay 6 weeks is a development iteration mm-hmm. no no 6 weeks is analysis iteration okay. and which is happening on shore and uh, the documents will be handed over to offshore and th- that's a 3 month process and okay. within the 3 months you're doing development and unit testing and that is in fixed price okay and then you're going to do end to end testing so mm-hmm. it's a this kind of a waves are mm-hmm. this is a, this iteration is going to happen three or four times okay. till all the entire systems yeah, are done yeah, yeah. so uh, it was uh, when we when we got started uh, as i said like uh, blinkers were on like oh we have to do this so mm-hmm. uh, first is the big thing as a delivery manager you have to get the right people mm-hmm. um, all our focus was getting getting people on boarded i know getting them yeah, do they have the right technology all those questions are on okay. we never questioned this whole concept of uh, agile saying okay. oh this is all agile so it's <laughs> iterations yeah. and it was, so there was so much of handover and hand off hand off mm-hmm. so the analysis was done at onshore and it was just being okay. uh, almost 40 documents were handed over wow. as part of the first one they said each document has a separate process mm-hmm. now it's very common and called microprocessor mm-hmm. microservices right mm-hmm. it's that there was a, each one was a separate service okay. so and when we did this as a fixed price what we found was that we created a plan for everything and then we found that um, the dates were not aligning mm-hmm. it was uh, extremely hard as an agile program mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that they kept saying is that they want a um, uh ci um, it, it used to be called scm that time okay. source code management mm-hmm. source code management oh yeah, yeah we will check in the code mm-hmm. that is almost known so uh, uh, we didn't uh, at least um, personally as a delivery manager i did not understand the uh, requirement for a ci cd okay See, if, if you don't have if you don't understand now how the uh, best practice works mm-hmm. everything else looks very document oh this is another process okay we'll do it no problem uh, we are all uh, at that point in time i said yes yes no problem we do it. <laughs> so when the whole when the integration started happening oh then said where is the source code management you said yeah it's there we are all checking the code so you didn't hear this we, you, everything is um, has to be integrated every day like what <laughs> so more and more we found it it the actual development got over by uh july uh, in, on that of that year and then it didn't go into production till the next august oh, okay. <laughs> it took a year because uh, more and more testing started happening they found out that there are a lot more systems that were outside outside focus <laughs> which needed to be integrated okay. than what was originally found uh-huh. then there was like oh which document didn't say this there were by the by the end of it there was like more than 125 documents that were created oh. of analysis and was that also under scm <laughs> and that was checked in into a document management system okay. but uh, obviously that is not code so it, yeah. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that it should be part of the <laughs> <laughs> so it was a hugely um, so many hours of hours of uh, you know late night hours mm-hmm. to kind of bring it all together mm-hmm. and uh, that's when uh, you know we kept saying that this is agile mm-hmm. uh, and then there was one uh, wise gentleman who came and said uh, what do you mean by agile they said mm-hmm. yeah yeah we see we have a 
we we have uh, iterations. iterations i said this is iterations we are doing iterations we are not doing fully yeah. we are doing iterations and each person is knows what they are doing and all of that I said no no that's not what it is <laughs> i said no we are actually doing reviews every month end of the month we are actually doing a review <laughs> so more and more uh, he he was exp- uh, then he came and explained to me how some of these other systems were working and okay. how better systems can work uh, that's when I, you what uh, the suddenly the light bulbs goes on mm-hmm. thing oh we understood it wrongly oh, okay. you are it's no longer about um, uh, you know whether a document is getting handed over or not the mm-hmm. in the initial place that that person who was doing analysis mm-hmm. developers and testers should have been one team together. and yeah. doing together <laughs> when uh, you don't realize that when you uh, do it then i asked myself how come i didn't know this <laughs> you you ask over and over yeah. and then i said yeah. not much can be done about it so now uh, uh, i go and help uh, organizations mm. to start seeing that uh, you know blinkers okay. right then and there rather than looking at it as a blinkers and mm. tell them slowly saying mm-hmm. that okay this is the this is how it can be done mm. this is how it should be done and and help them understand their own anti patterns and all mm. of that i think um, i or often wish some somebody had done this for me so Okay. Uh, uh that's when i was like who could do that mm-hmm. so it's no it's not uh, my manager because mm-hmm. uh my manager knew lesser about hajail than me mm-hmm. so it can't be a person within the hierarchy okay. there has to be a person who's outside the hierarchy mm-hmm. who has influence who has a uh, wisdom mm-hmm. uh, probably uh, some level of you know courage mm-hmm. to tell it as it okay. it has to be told because a lot of times if the things are not told in the right time mm-hmm. uh, it, it becomes too late mm-hmm. and and reputations go for a toss and lots of things go for a toss mm-hmm. uh, because in the end of the day all those night hours all those things it's not just not me right it's also mm-hmm. the uh, tons of people who work for them it's it's uh, while as a software industry we have come to agree mm-hmm. that late nights is a given yeah. right uh, it doesn't have to be it a uh, lot of it is about you know prudent planning mm-hmm. and some level of you know uh, foreseeing some of okay. these things together uh-huh. why do you want to wait in a you know long uh, you know huzur road signal <laughs> well you can you can actually do a roundabout and have a better ways uh-huh. of doing it See, i think yeah. that is what i uh, made me go go through this uh, transformation mm-hmm. uh, as short question long answer sorry <laughs> okay uh-huh. I don't know how it fits in, but it came to me in my mind, so I'm going to ask that. Sure. Um, see, from being a juggler mm. of a lot of things, when we say a team should focus, we should all have one goal, common goal, shared goal, everything that Agile talks about. Mm-hmm. So, when you are interacting with the teams that you coach, mm-hmm. I'm sure that now you tell them all this. Yeah, right. But as a homemaker mm-hmm. and a mom. Mm-hmm. you necessarily have to juggle a lot of things how do you find that transition which is probably happening every day also this is one of the series that now you are hoping to have with you know, women in it around women's day and all that okay, so like okay. a, a woman's perspective on uh, okay. how do you all manage this i'm always fascinated okay so uh, this uh, i have seen this um, working work life balance as a person who's walking on a tight rope and juggler it's often said that mm-hmm. i have not really found myself in such a situation okay. so i uh, read something called a life grid 
um, you know, when um, probably 15, 20, 15, 18 years back. This was a book that was suggested by uh, my husband at that point. Husband saying, you know, uh, of, you know, a person needs to have all the realms of life. Should be a family, friends, spiritual, fitness and all of that. And um, some, uh, the way I find it easy, solace is, uh, some weeks I've always found it, found myself leaning or having to spend more time at work. So it means that the attention of, or time I spend and attention is much lesser in other other realms. And uh, uh, the um, once you have this kind of a grid, your own personal grid, you say, okay, this week is okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, the the next week you should probably, you should probably balance it okay. out. Because this is one of the ways in which I got over my working mom's guilt. <laughs> when I was a young mother, uh, this uh, guilt used to eat me alive. Saying, mm-hmm. oh, whenever I am in, uh, I am at home, mm-hmm. I feel as if I should have just gone and worked mm-hmm. something. And then when I am at work, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I did. I am not doing something for the child. <laughs> so then, um, the family definitely plays a big part in terms of you know helping them. And the other big part that I have found it very useful is making the child and the rest of the family independent. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be dependent on you mm-hmm. to make yourself become you. You are a more valuable yeah. person. You more and more you they become more uh, value get themselves independent mm-hmm. and you're just you're you're being a safety net mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. you as a as a mom and uh, you know from a person who takes care of the house I am always there mm-hmm. but it's not that I have to be there every mm-hmm. minute I just have to get, get my uh, you know in um, yeah CACD we have the safety nets created right, right. it's not that. Yeah. Every time there will be a problem that could happen, but you create that, you know, mm-hmm. have, having, you know, emergency contacts mm-hmm. and all of that in place. So I don't find myself a juggler. Mm-hmm. I, I find myself more, uh, sometimes I, I, I think there is always a focus is given more at workplace. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there is, um, there, there are there's more time that has to be spent here. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a good awareness within workplace also mm-hmm. that women need to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, not just a family support, I think at uh, office also if there is a lot of help. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of my, you know, um, scrum masters today morning mm-hmm. uh, message saying that hey, my daughter has a, has has got a, you know, broken hand. Oh. So I say, okay, uh, it means that yeah. um, I will, I will help their uh, ceremonies mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. So, or uh, I, it's, it's also that, you know, there is a, understanding within the team that somebody else will step in mm-hmm. so that it also helps to be in agile environment mm-hmm. because self-organized mm-hmm. you don't depend on one person so the mm-hmm. stress uh, is not yeah. that high i think that helps in my perspective yeah it's very nicely put <laughs> because usually they say that whenever you say you want to balance something there is always a conflict yeah <laughs> and then uh, what you've done i think is to have each one slotted properly and then as long as they get attention, it is, uh, yeah, multi-processing and yeah. multi-tasking. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. So, continuing on uh, you know, both these themes together, yeah. you did mention that you, know, you got support at work also. Yeah. Now, where do you think there are opportunities for colleagues, you know, to support you know, women employees or women colleagues? I will take that question in two parts. First question is around, you know, uh, women developers and um, uh, in software and uh, non-developer women software. So the uh, former needs a lot more support 
because technology constantly is changing mm -hmm. so if i knew uh, let's say a java 8 uh, and i have to move to uh, uh, you know scalar or scala or uh, ruby on rails it needs a lot of time mm -hmm. or um, to learn that time often has to come from a personal time mm -hmm. and uh, personal time is uh, not a given thing for women yeah. i think yeah. there um, one of the teams that i am coaching what they have done is they have created a very nice structure of creating a 20% learning time okay. so i think that is fantastic and mm -hmm. it is not something is only in this organization a lot of organization including google gives a 10% 20% personal time mm -hmm. so it is very prudent for all everybody and more importantly with women employees mm -hmm. to use that and capitalize to learn mm -hmm. so what is the technology that they have to learn mm -hmm. so that they, they, they don't become take, taking a back step mm -hmm. and the second part of it right other uh, non uh, you know non soft developer uh, mm -hmm. women employees I think uh, there is support in the organization I think uh, what happens is uh, many times I am in the camp of Sheryl Sandberg we don't lean in Okay. You, we, don't, we have to take initiatives. We have, unless women uh, take initiatives, you don't grow. In terms of, I'm not talking about the, the corporate ladder, but personally, mm -hmm. you have to be in a position to, uh, you know, experiment. Because okay. if you experiment, um, not only are you seen as a person who can bring teams, uh, bring people together, be, mm -hmm. being able to break the barriers. Mm -hmm. Because we don't work in them. As a woman, I don't think we have this concept of a barrier. Okay. We, it's a lot easier to work, um, you know, without that because mm -hmm. we, we uh, you've not you would have never seen a woman go alone anywhere. Mm -hmm. We like to okay. take people together. <laughs> so it's, it comes naturally. Mm -hmm. I think that power uh, they have to understand and keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we this fear of failure mm -hmm. kind of pulls uh, folks back. I think that yeah. is another thing that you know. Um, if organizations want to do it, I think that is another area. The organization mm -hmm. can consciously, um, you know, ask uh, them to take those initiatives. Because it, it's success breeds success, right? Once you have done it, mm -hmm. you know that you can do it. So yeah. it's a, you keep trying different things. See, we had uh, one of our earlier episodes on um, what the, the guest called as natural software engineering. Wow, okay. <laughs> Inspired by nature. I know that you also like to do things more naturally, yeah. whether it is organic food or uh, <laughs> personal practices and so on. Yeah. So, if you, do you consider software as something that is artificially created and none of those approaches would work? Or okay. are there ways in which, uh, since you said mm. as an example mm. that you normally find women mm having mm. you know, others around and then they're a natural unifying force yeah. or they're able to get the support of uh, a team or you know, mobilizing that correct, energy correct. that. How can some of those natural strengths of women mm. be leveraged yeah. for creating successful teams or successful organizations? See, I am of the camp that uh, nothing is artificial, right? Artificial mm -hmm. in the sense, you, know, you, you have software to, you know, avoid repeatable tasks. Mm -hmm. Um, earlier, uh, we had, uh, you know, we moved away from, you know, having bullock carts to the trucks. Mm -hmm. We never said that it is artificial, right? It's a natural. Mm -hmm. uh, software is also very natural progression. So, there are several traits that all of us have. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
some of for some of my coaches i used to do something called a, you know a strengths finder as a book uh-huh. to understand what are their strengths and mm-hmm. can you leverage their strengths mm-hmm. uh, if, I, if i was earlier speaking about awareness right sometimes uh, you may know that these are my strengths but having that kind of a, you know clear model saying that these are the strengths and mm-hmm. and amplifying those strengths mm-hmm. um, in um, there is a concept of underdog right if you mm-hmm. don't do this uh, movies say this you know you try yeah. try 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 harder if you even mm-hmm. if you're not there i am actually i keep thinking that you know if you have a strength keep trying yeah. better on it mm-hmm. then it's a matter of you know from 90% you have to keep trying to make mm-hmm. it better and better that actually brings in, you know retains that natural order of uh, teams working together okay. and uh, some of the um, he thinks that i have seen you know, people coming naturally is that team formation uh, is a very good characteristic not everybody is very easy to do mm-hmm. so for example as a scrum masters mm-hmm. while um, you may think that you know scrum masters just a role and responsibility anybody can do it mm-hmm. it's a uh, servant leadership is is a acquired trait Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't say okay i have been a you know delivery manager yeah, for so long i can do this it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. you have to be uh, you have to be humble mm-hmm. you have to be ha- be curious mm-hmm. why somebody is doing that i think that if we can even imbibe and if you can see if there is a natural curiosity with somebody naturally they are looking at learning better improving mm-hmm. better i think those are traits to look for and and uh, and they can be amplified or you know strengthened okay. to make the whole uh, livelihood mm-hmm. uh, of uh, software better okay. and uh, one of the things that i am uh, trying very hard now is humor so it's mm. extremely hard um, uh, to uh, to bring livelihood in uh, li- liveliness in the teams right yeah. so uh, you you run a uh, training session it becomes very boring so you you have multiple yeah. exercises and so, mm. so once you have once they go to a, go through a one hour workshop and it's a and uh, they laugh at, laugh as well as they learn something mm-hmm. at a very relaxed manner mm-hmm. things actually start uh, getting enforced a lot right. easier we find that uh, classroom tra- rather than a classroom training mm-hmm. recently we have done a research within the company saying 86% of the people of our respondents said they want to do more practical um, training mm-hmm. uh, practical training which is and coupled Uh, you know udemy kind of online one okay. so online they want to do get the theoretical concepts but actual one we want human interaction right. so they say okay what worked what are the challenges how did you come past it so okay. those are the big things those are the real life stories that we want to learn <laughs> so uh, talking of coaching since you also mentioned human do you have any stories where uh, you let's say share some principles practices whatever hmm. but somebody tries it to some disastrous or hilarious <laughs> effects um in uh, not i i immediately i can't say this so one of my uh, coaching the teams who i was coaching um they were they 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 were planning to go for lunch i said oh you didn't call the coach 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 kudade very instantly coach yeah coach should not Scolding. be angry yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i think the yeah. some of the things that as a you have to try getting humor in every small things <laughs> it's a very nice uh, you know uh, yeah. nice way to have humor all the time <laughs> if you if you have a some of the times i try you know i'm using self deprecating humor okay. oh that he doesn't understand but still can you explain <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a 
it's easier to uh, even if uh, let's mm-hmm. say I, i sense that mm-hmm. there are three or four four people mm-hmm. who have not understood mm-hmm. if i put myself in a saying you know you please explain to me because i don't understand mm-hmm. dumb it down for me mm-hmm. that is like a self deprecating humor yeah. in a in a very nice fashion mm-hmm. and uh, uh, if you have established trust the mm-hmm. team they don't find a problem so in that you actually make others also understand and mm-hmm. get better out of it so once one person asks it's just a matter of you know other person can also ask okay. you know so those kind of habits and if you keep on inculcating mm-hmm. that forms more high performing teams in my view yeah that's interesting so as a coach uh, if we get bored i think maybe we can try to be stand up comedians yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah. Um, I, I, i i like that you know side side profession they are saying you're saying yeah. <laughs> watch aditya tv more often the aditya is yeah. a humor based yeah. tv channel <laughs> the next topic is uh, probably uh, going to require a separate episode okay. which is uh, life as an it couple okay definitely yeah. while uh, mm-hmm. he'll do that sometime yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe a quick brief on uh, again mm. uh, have you tried using any of your uh, experience or these uh, <laughs> management models and things like that at home <laughs> okay which probably your husband also yeah. was aware of and then so you kind of Uh, either made it easy or difficult <laughs> okay a um, couple of things that we uh, when i was younger we tried this is um, you know having the annual appraisal but it not in a not in a fashion of yeah. uh, reprimanding or anything it's more of you know growing uh-huh. in the end of the day as a couple you are you're spending uh-huh. so much of time right you have to uh-huh. spiritually grow uh-huh. you can't spiritually grow if you if you have uh, if you if you personally are not growing around mm-hmm. together or not so that's something that we tried mm-hmm. um, you know we, we normally do it around our anniversary okay. we try that but um, and uh, uh, we have tried uh, using visual uh, information radiators on our uh, um, you know the fridge so okay. we have to buy this we have to buy that <laughs> so those are things that, no, that, yeah. that that come easy and uh, we also tried uh, you know beginning of the weekend mm-hmm. we look at uh, day, we don't stand up in our daily stand up but at least yeah, we know yeah. who's doing what so we create a plan because mm-hmm. all of us have our uh, yeah. too many commitments and mm-hmm. and uh, i think those are some of the practices and of course our calendars we are always in sync mm-hmm. so we know that uh, we we have to check in that commitment of uh, checking in is there mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, but apart from that i think as an it couple some of the biggest thing that i have personally you know know is that uh, Uh, the the pers- other person is there but you have to be on your own mm-hmm. to be able to uh, manage or sustain mm-hmm. so uh, as a technology you uh, you constantly have to travel mm-hmm. that's a given thing yeah. so you mm-hmm. you um, how much are you able to manage on your own mm-hmm. and then any help that comes is a big thing mm-hmm. and uh, my husband also keeps looking at it like that mm-hmm. can he do things on his own mm-hmm. right from packing to booking to everything mm-hmm. can he do things on his own and then any help comes he's very happy mm-hmm. i think that kind of a model yeah. works a lot better earlier and all mm-hmm. in my uh, you know in a family even the water uh, mm-hmm. used to be given in the hand yeah. by uh, the wife and okay. I, i think we have come past that at least mm-hmm. personally we think it's a mm-hmm. lot easier to say okay <laughs> that that person that that work yeah. it's easier to work and as a, I, i think i would be interested to hear what uh, my husband says <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, i'm sure he has <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean we'll not play him this <laughs> definitely <Yeah>. not <laughs> so, 
good so it's good uh, talking to you gayatri and um, i'm sure uh, our listeners would have a lot of questions or uh, you know, particularly some of the resources that you mentioned what do you want as we get questions definitely we'll share it and then you can uh, respond to them i'm very very happy to yeah. be the part of this i i wanted to uh, also say that pm park consulting has provided me this kind of a platform to be you know uh, doing things on my own and able to um, you know uh, balance the work and uh, the rest of the rest of my life also and uh, has provided that kind of a frame of mind along with the great coaches to share your uh, you know uh, the thought processes yes. and mindful uh, mindfulness and all of that i think i am I'm, i'm happy and happy to answer any questions and i hope the listeners like it thank you If you like the show and would like to share your experiences with the community or know someone else who might want to do that please get in touch with us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com that is podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com please rate the show on podchaser stitcher iTunes or any other podcast client that you find us on please also share our episodes with your friends and others in your network if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on our show do write to us at this email address podcasts@pm-powerconsulting.com